0: Welcome to PEV Lane, the show all about PEVs.
1: My name is Hanson. My name is Brett, also known as E-Rider A, and welcome to a new upload time. Yeah, good to see you all here. Very much so. Um, Yeah, so we're just going to throw that in. We're going to go right into this week, and that's kind of our first topic is, um, yeah, we're uploading in the evening. Uh, We notice a lot of our viewers watch in the evening as well, and um, yeah, it just might be a good change, so we're going to try it out.
0: Yeah, so we'll keep it We'll keep the episodes going in on Tuesdays on a weekly basis. Uh, and uh, when possible, when possible, <laughs> yeah. You know? And uh, we'll switch it into evenings for now. Yeah,
1: so that's exciting. And I think the second thing that's exciting because on our very last episode, we talked about shoes, which that episode blew up. It's great. Thank you so much for watching it. We appreciate that a lot. It's our best performing episode to date. Absolutely. And uh, the big news we say... You know, we said we'd come out with it today, and that is... Do you want to say it? Do I want to say it? Okay, it's Kinetic DL is officially live.
0: They have launched. So hit up KineticDL.com, check it out. You can uh, buy the shoes now that we we showed off in the last episode of the unboxing. And uh, stay tuned for our full review, which we're working on. Yeah. That's going to be exciting. That's Uh, what I'm looking forward to, yeah.
1: Yeah, because it's going to be a different style of video, which I think we mentioned, but we've been working on it, and it's going to be super exciting. So, yeah, if you like the Performance One shoes that we did the unboxing, first impressions of last week, um, you can buy them now. If you're waiting for our review, wait out for the review and see uh, see what our opinion is there, too. Uh, Like we mentioned before, limited batch for now for the first batch, so um, don't know how quick they're going to go, but wait for the review if you want that.
0: That's right. Yeah.
1: Uh, are we ready to move on to a
0: topic? I think so.
1: <laughs> I think today's topic is an interesting one because it comes from mainly our perspective, which isn't within this, but uh, you've read the title. You know exactly what's a, what we're about to say is that are e-scooters a gateway drug into PEVs?
0: Are we going to have the word drug in the title?
1: <laughs> maybe, maybe not. <laughs> I think we should. Um, why not, right? Because... We see people get that getting... algorithm, <laughs> yeah, clickbait, clickbait, or you know, maybe we'll get shut down. Either way, <laughs> um, we see people on e scooters that are like first time into PEVs, right? And us as riders, I think throughout this episode, real quick, here we're gonna mention kind of our perspective on it and what we see as riders who are on the road all the time.
0: Maybe mention some local riders, we'll see,
1: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and just like is it a gateway into the pev space and do people progress from an e-scooter more often than other things into some of the more intense rideables
0: yeah and i think obviously out there you have your hardcore e-scooter fans Mm -hmm. and uh particularly i even know some uh youtubers who i watch uh one of them in particular his name is snowcat on youtube he's based out of calgary Okay. Um, And he's a moto vlogger, or at least historically, he's known as a moto vlogger. Okay. And recently, he's been posting a ton of e-scooter videos. There you go. Yeah. So, he went from motorcycles into e-scooters because from his perspective, they were like the fastest, right? So, he's got like, he did a video, I think, on like the NAMI Burn, one of those like crazy fast Mm -hmm. scooters. Uh, And he like wears full moto gear and just rips it at 80 Well, he's probably used to doing
1: that as well, right? Yeah, exactly. But and he's, he's made a transition. Like, yeah, he's doing he like thought, from
0: a motor vlog to a scooter vlog in a sense.
1: Yeah. Well, not necessarily thought, mm-hmm. but maybe he, I don't know, maybe thought, maybe thought e-scooters were the fastest thing out there. Right? Yeah,
0: no, for sure. And I um, think because of the simplicity of it, uh, the scooter probably attracted him and many others mm-hmm. to consider that as like their first PV. And I'm pretty sure that's like probably the first like PV that he had coming from riding lots of motorcycles and
1: yeah and i think that's one thing good to mention too is that a lot of people go for the e-scooters right away because they're common They're something you know somewhat familiar and it's not it's you don't see people hopping on an euc right away unless they've got this crazy knack for wanting to go nuts right yeah so yeah e-scooters are one of the first things that we see people get on and uh, you know i want kind of want to bring up why isn't it an e-bike You know, we see bikes are more popular with like Uber Eats people and it's more niche. But like we see people out there with no helmets, you know, riding double on one scooter and
0: stuff all the time. I think so. Personally, based on what I've seen, I mean, e-scooters are everywhere now. Um, Ever since like the pandemic, I would say here in Toronto, they've taken over the streets, right? Like you see people on scooters with their dogs, Yeah. Two people on scooters. You see anything and everyone riding an e-scooter. It's been so long. You got
1: to think back to before COVID. Exactly. And like, I'm trying to think of the boosted days when we were riding around. You
0: didn't see any e-scooters. You didn't see as many. No. You didn't because it's definitely a lot more apparent now. Yeah. So I think what I was uh, kind of getting to was that um, what you see is a lot of these scooters, but they're all those entry-level cheap not necessarily cheap in terms of quality but just, cheap in price yeah just easy yeah easy to get easy, easy to, to maintain. get you can go to costco or walmart yeah. and pick amazon, up a segway amazon or either. a nine bot yeah
1: yeah it's very and that's what you see you see nine bot nine bot maxes and, exactly you know a thousand
0: bucks you're yeah. ready to go and the range is solid yeah right like they decent getting around scooters. the city yeah
1: and that's why you know i kind of want to bring this up as an experienced rider is we can pick you out very very easily if you've just picked up a scooter to get around town and have no idea about you know kind of the culture or or any of that like yes um we could definitely pick you out as experienced riders and you know we see people like i said doubling up on scooters no helmets Mm -hmm. and just like flying on the sidewalk yes and you know with just headphones in it's like you try to like honk or
0: whistle and they don't hear you at all it's like and to your point about e-bikes i think part of the allure too with the e-scooters is it's like zero effort in terms of like physical effort oh when it comes to a bike yeah like an e-bike still on the for the most part even the cheaper ones don't have full throttle it's like pedal assist of some sort okay yeah like you're still exercising you're not just standing there and hitting a throttle yeah um so i think like the scooter is literally like you don't have to, it's like taking transit or driving a car right that's a you very good point and gets you from point a to point b without being sweaty or that that answers my question i think though i know for up. someone who works in office culture right so oh yeah back before we worked remotely i didn't i would use bike share all the time before getting into pvs mm-hmm. bike share is like New York's like city bike, I think it's called or yeah, whatever. I mean, it's self-explanatory. The docking right, the bikes. Of it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but those things are like, they weigh 50, 60 pounds. They have three speeds and they kick your butt. They go super slow. And if you try and take that from your home to your work, you're going to be sweating at the end of it. And I always yeah. had that problem in the summer where I'm like, I don't want to show up in business casual that's the thing with Full commuting. Of sweat and <laughs> or bringing a change of clothes, you know
1: that's a great point like e scooters can allow you to get to work, not be sweating like like I do or if you worked outside of home, yeah uh, if you one commuted, day <laughs> if you commuted um just it's it's a big thing, I guess that's a great thing to to bring up is when you go up to work and you show up at work, you want to be ready for work and you want to be wearing you know what you have to wear for work and not be already sweating already drenched have exactly. to dry off have to clean up you know what i mean yeah like, so scooters have that appeal
0: compared to e-bikes and that's
1: yeah and what you said about the e-bikes as well that answers my question it's like imagine if you had to take this and you didn't have somewhere to dock it like that you too, know it was yeah. like a public sharing thing whatever it is mm-hmm. like and you got to bring it up. How often do people bring bikes right into their
0: office? Yeah, I don't, I don't think know. you can.
1: Did no, no, you, you never fr- see it. I've never seen it. No. Okay, but yeah. do you see people ever bring in scooters or little yes. skateboards yes. or like you little can get
0: away with it because they're either fold up or they're small enough or inconspicuous out enough of that sight security's of not gonna like stop you. Yeah, out of sight, out of mind. Exactly. Thing. It's kind like of like if it fits under your desk or something like that, then you're good. I, maybe if you have one of those folding e-bikes. Mm-hmm. that gets really small maybe you could bring that in. i think i might have seen someone do that before
1: yeah um i'm super that's fortunate. an exception though i'm super fortunate at my work i literally ride in with my euc i ride right down the aisle at work and i go right up to my boss's desk and i put my my euc under her desk at her feet <laughs> 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 i'm very lucky you know what i mean but like no, she I knows that if you're working then she's like is the
0: euc there okay good brett's oh, working <laughs> well
1: aware I do very good at work. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, bringing PEVs into work, the convenience of that e-scooter, you know, is that the gateway? You know, people don't want to get sweaty or nasty or, you know, people are bringing bikes more and often into work this week than they were last. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't really see many e-scooters popping up on my work, but it does make sense.
0: Yeah. So I think that's a big one. The the convenience factor, being able to bring it into your wherever you work um, and not sweating mm-hmm. um just that that alone which may or may not be an issue for some people um but i think it's a huge part of why e-scooters are like the gateway into pevs and then i think secondly which i kind of already mentioned is the price uh e-bikes also are much more expensive even like the cheapest ones because bicycles are so expensive my question again yeah yeah like a, a cheap decent quality bicycle you're you know a grand to two grand without any electrical components Mm -hmm. so then once you add in a small battery and a small you know 250 watt 500 watt hub motor or something you're you're going to bump that price up to more than a scooter
1: well yeah we've talked about on other episodes the price of a pev is mainly in the battery exactly add a
0: battery onto something it's like well yeah so mm -hmm. battery plus all the components of a standard bicycle is a lot more than a scooter which has like two small wheels and which have the motors built in and
1: yes yeah yeah that's very true um so i guess people wouldn't so much go into bikes so yeah that answers it again the gateway in scooters are winning um but this brings up the questions like these are all very addicting like very not addicting but just like you really want these things like you want to show up to work nice or you want something that's foldable retractable but where's the downside i think it's in the safety of what i've said before like people may start getting comfortable and really comfortable with it but then not getting comfortable with like just wearing a helmet or just not riding on the sidewalk
0: yeah for sure and even the the maximum capped speeds that these scooters go because they're they're legal in some sense, uh, or at least in some places. Mm-hmm. Um, They've been considered in legal uh, yeah, through, legislation. depending you know. on the city you're in, in Canada here, you can ride them or you can't. But regardless True. of that, they're legal um, and they have regulations around the speeds, right? Mm-hmm. So even those top speeds of like, what, 30, 32? I forget what we said it was. About that, yeah yeah even those speeds you need to wear a helmet, yeah, like and you're not going to be going on a bicycle at thirty thirty two without a lot of effort or a nice road bike,
1: yeah, and you realize you're going so yeah fast.
0: and you do if you do crash at those speeds, it's a high risk of severe injury, I would say.
1: Yeah, but the 30 to 32 is like on that precipice of being yes. fast where it still kind of feels slow. So mm-hmm. I feel like some people who are first-time riders or just pick up an e-scooter or, you know, a first-time PEV rider will go at full speed of their, yeah, you know, just the hit budget the 30 brand and
0: like max it out.
1: But then don't realize how fast they're actually going because they're mm-hmm. not putting the effort in maybe or maybe they're just not used to it or they don't have something up showing them how fast or they they just don't care to look down.
0: Fun fact also, they the speed is dependent on how far away you are from the road, right? I forget what this phenomenon is called. Maybe I'll find it and I'll throw it in the screen. There's a name for it, but I think I know what you're getting at. Yeah. I, so I don't know it, but I there's like the a concept. phenomenon or a concept where the further you are away from the road when you're traveling over it, so like the taller you are technically, mm-hmm. the slower it looks like you're going, right? If you're in a big truck, one of those You know, 53 footer trucks, you're sitting way up high looking over everyone. It looks like you're going really slow when you're going down the highway at 120 kilometers an hour. Mm -hmm. Uh, When you're in a sports car and you're sitting practically on the ground, um, even at slow speeds, it looks like you're going a lot faster. Well,
1: just my perspective, driving my big Canada Post truck and then commuting home on my EUC. I feel like I'm ripping on my EUC, but I'm going faster than my Canada Post truck and I feel like I'm putting.
0: Exactly. You know, even just going from standing to seated on an EUC because of how the height difference, you would probably notice some difference in terms of like how it feels in terms Mm -hmm. of the speed. I feel like I go faster when I'm seated. Yeah, but you're probably not. And then you do go faster and you're like, wow, (laughs) I'm really
1: going fast now. (laughs) Or you just think you are, maybe you're not. Yeah. (laughs) But e-scooters fit into this because they're at a standing level, but the deck is like not far off the ground.
0: Yeah, but you stand high and I think like you're typically a bit higher. You're typically higher than like a bicycle or something. Is kind of what I was getting at, where like if you've if you're used to a bicycle or used to a car, well, I mean a car I guess doesn't really matter, but a bicycle would probably be the best comparison because you
1: would be a little bit lower because technically you would be a your bit toes lower. can touch the ground. Yeah. So then if you're standing flat with a little bit of a race, yeah, it raises surface, you up a little bit. Your it's height like, would be a little. It's
0: high. the height of the wheels, which maybe is ten inches. And then mm-hmm. minus a bit for the deck, which is a bit lower.
1: Yeah. See, at first I thought you were going the opposite direction with that statement. Then you're like, no, 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 e scooter is higher. It is. So yes. then it looks like you're going slower. And I'm like, okay, yeah. now that does yeah. make a lot more sense.
0: So it looks like you're going slower, which is to your point, you know, you just go full speed and you don't really realize how fast it is. And that's why also I think when you're on a bicycle, that 30, 32 feels faster. You are a bit lower, you typically. Mm-hmm. And if you're on a road bike, you're like hunched over, getting low to the ground, aerodynamic, it feels even faster. Yeah, I know this is true because also going as someone who rides motorcycles, when I'm on my bike, I sit up way higher than anyone in cars, right? Especially sedans. Like if I'm I'm at a red light, I can look over and see someone's legs in their car. Okay. Because yeah. I'm sitting that much higher than like where they're sitting so in their car. So regular cars, you're actually quite Oh, high. yeah. You're way taller than any car because I'm like on my tippy toes if I try and uh, just stand naturally without leaning the bike. And yeah, so because, because you're like higher, it feels slow. <laughs> yeah i would look in a truck obviously you're on a truck yeah i'd look down but but in a car typically you're much lower and i i only drove cars before getting a bike Mm -hmm. and when i went from a car a sedan to switching to bikes it always felt really slow like i'd be on the highway going 120 and i'm like why does it feel like i'm going 80 or something um oh because you're used to being i'm used to being in a car car, and i'm like 120 felt a lot faster in the car and Mm -hmm. i was I ended up going faster, thinking I wasn't going as fast a lot. Risky. And then I had to tone it back, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, this I think that's what makes you such
1: a great EUC rider, or PEV rider, is that you have this perspective as well of being on the motorcycle, and that speed doesn't scare you. Yes. So then you can respect more of what the PEV is trying to tell you and stuff like that, right?
0: Yeah, I very much don't try and push any PEVs past like their limits or anything like that um and because i have a bike where i can when i want to go really fast i can just go over there no and i know there's a lot of EC riders who are like let me get 100 120 they just want to push the speed limits yeah exactly which i could like that would be actually really awesome if you could get safety at those speeds yeah you had a big open road i would probably start wanting insurance at that point (laughs) because if you do wreck there's a much higher chance that something bad is going to happen yeah, of course, to yourself and other people. Mm-hmm. So exactly,
1: but that brings into the question: if people who are just getting in and buying these e scooters, first time riders, and they don't have that perspective, you know, where does that put them on the spectrum on the road? You know, because everyone on the roadway is yeah, everyone's got different experience levels. Does that for throw sure. a whole new category onto the road for Toronto drivers or anyone anyone driving anywhere with you know this influx of PVS on the road?
0: I think there's a lot of factors, but it makes a huge difference, especially if you're someone who, like, for example, with the whole pandemic situation, I know a lot of people from what I've seen online went from using their vehicles as their commuter or just Mm -hmm. having that to run errands to switching to a PV, like an e-scooter.
1: Just straight up. Right? So
0: the problem with that that I can see is, especially in a city situation, so this is more, maybe more so unique to Toronto, but... Uh, if you've never cycled and you went from a car to cycling, it's the same thing. It doesn't matter if it's a PV or a bike. It's the same sensation, it's same a, idea. Yeah, it's a very different place to be when you're on the road in Toronto's infrastructure on a bike lane or sharing the road as a cyclist, as a PV rider mm-hmm. than being in a car. Yeah. So I think like a lot of those people went from let me drive my car everywhere to, hey, I can not pay for gas, not pay for insurance, get a thousand dollar nine bot." And run all my errands, get groceries, go to work. 100%. And even with gas prices going recently, yeah, it's, it's even it's, more. Don't remind me. <laughs>
1: even more relevant. What do you mean, don't remind me? You don't pay for gas for anything. Hey, the motorcycle, man. <laughs> oh, right. Forgot about that. But I the, can only I put premium in
0: that. So it was like, what, $2.30 last time I filled it up? Yeah, but per liter, the fuel efficiency on a bike really good? Yeah, big, yeah like... it's way better. I can't complain for it. I was going to say. <laughs> a, t- like... a tank is still $20 Canadian, but
1: geez <laughs> i filled up my car when i you know when it's pouring rain or yeah. snowing i commute and yeah. <sighs> yeah yeah i filled it up a long time ago it's still like at half i'm like and i have one of those with this new gas situation which is you know, staying on topic, why these people buy these e-scooters. Mm-hmm, my mm-hmm. car has got a lock on the gas cap. And my oh, family was like laughing at me a few months <laughs> ago. They were like, uh, you'll never need that. You should just get a regular one. Then mm-hmm. this happened. They were like, man, I wish
0: I had a lock. And I was like, <laughs> people hmm. are siphoning fuel out of their car. Who seems silly now, huh? Huh? Who seems silly now? I wonder if that's like common practice in any country. Because I, I always thought that was like an add-on. That must be add-on on your car, right? Or does Jeep just, Jeep just glue. gives you those? You have the slice idea? Okay. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Someone not. tell us in the
1: comments if you know. Seb, if you know, comment down below because that's where <laughs> I bought the car from. Yeah. You've the six. We did the episode with them. Great guy. Great guy. Phenomenal guy. Um, yeah. So people ended up buying all these PEVs. And yes, it was a great solution for commuting and all of that stuff. But now I feel like the infrastructure in I can't say most modern major cities because I don't really know, but at least in Toronto, not really made for this influx of activity and on these bike lanes, Mm -hmm. you know? So like we even find ourselves as riders who can go, you know, on their e-scooter 50 plus or on their EC 50 plus or definitely not an e-skate around here that's going Mm -hmm. that fast safely. Um, Not with these roads. We go in between... The bike lane and the other lane or we just like take a spot in traffic with more than one person
0: yeah you're either like lane splitting or you're in the lane taking the lane mm-hmm. and that's yeah. a
1: compromise that we're making because of the
0: infrastructure that's there
1: and mm-hmm. it's just not i mean i don't think anywhere is it really depends great. on your speed
0: right like if you do only stay in the bike lane you're forced to go a lot slower yeah and kind of pace with the cyclist because you can't pass them. The bike lanes are not wide enough. There's weird dividers. There's like, yeah, we don't want to get into those dividers, but (laughs) I
1: ideally would like, you know, like a third lane to be made for small electrics and stuff. Right. But I mean, I, I I said it's probably not anywhere. I, I, I kind of retract that in a way because maybe there is there could a place be, yeah. that's really made for this. I would it's, guess like Singapore or something, but that's probably way off base. They're probably you, like banned there or something. Yeah. And if you think I about places like the Netherlands where they bike everywhere, yeah. they literally have bike highways that are completely independent
0: from their their Yes, they do, yeah. Their vehicle highways, right? And they have like pedestrian similar. only roads everywhere too. Yeah. You just can't drive anywhere.
1: So does that that Leave leaves the question here in Toronto, where does that leave these new e-scooter riders as they're on the streets? And it's like, they just want to do the right thing. They want to commute in a green way and not spend money on gas Or and it, they're not going as far. But then they get on the road and they're like, okay, now I'm having to choose the squeeze in here or this bike just went through in a red. Should I follow him? Is that what I should be doing? So
0: nobody runs in behind me. Well, you know I what they do? The green? They sell their nine bond. They buy a Dualtron. <laughs> that's the best option yeah so maybe
1: maybe let's talk about that when people get in here they either make the decision or they don't they either stick with that they don't really get in with the crew and they keep their nine bot or whatever it is or they upgrade
0: yes right and that's where the gateway opens. (laughs) i guess that's
1: where the drug part comes (laughs) into play if we're putting that in the title or not but like you see some people get into it and then they just had no idea and then suddenly they're like wow, this is amazing. I want to upgrade. I'm going to get this. I'm going to get that. I'm going to get a full face helmet. I'm going to get this gear. When's the next group ride? You know, and those are super exciting. So next thing
0: you know, you have five scooters and four (laughs) EUCs. So (laughs) where'd that come from?
1: Throughout all this episode, it's kind of been like a negative, like, is it a gateway drug? But at the end of the day, I think I'm most excited about those who get introduced into this culture and find it like a drug like we have, where you end up like swapping out, selling a wheel, buying something more obnoxious
0: Mm -hmm. and then trying different ones.
1: Yeah. Going on crazy rides and like, oh, that trail's like super steep. You'll be fine. I don't think I will, but I'm going to try. Yeah. So
0: (laughs) we touched on it briefly at the beginning, too, which I think is interesting is the the skill level uh, and like. I feel like riding an e-scooter you almost don't even need to know how to ride a bicycle. So if you never learned to ride a bicycle ever, out of all the PVs that exist, which one can you ride with very little learning? Only I can only think of two. One is a Segway, like a legit full standing Segway with the handlebar. Okay. Right? They do the Segway tours. I don't know if you've ever done it in Toronto. No, I've never done it. They're super slow. Like you can't go fast on them, but anyone can learn to ride those in like 2 seconds. Truly, yeah. Truly. I don't think I've ever
1: tried, but yeah, it it like doesn't move
0: basically until you like push the handles. Okay. So the handle stays straight. You can stand on it, and even if you kind of move your, because you do see those videos online. Yeah. No. No. Not the hoverboards. <laughs> not well, no, the... but the people with yeah, yeah, the, the handlebars same. too, and the handlebars are going nuts. Yeah, because no, no, the like, handlebars is what easy? controls it. So as soon as you, as long as you're not like aggressive with the handlebars, it's really easy. Yeah. So I think that and e scooters, the learning. Not the learning curve, but the uh, the initial, yeah, the initial effort required to kind of learn, yeah, um, is much lower, and that makes it easier to just kind of opt for that one. And I know for myself, it's interesting because this probably I think it applies to you as well, but I'll let you um, add more detail there. But I know for myself, my first PEV ever was an Eastgate, Mm -hmm. right? And I mentioned this in the past before, but I think I had a meepo of some like one of the first meepos years ago five six years ago hub board yeah yeah hub motor really bad like the the urethane cracked within like a few hundred kilometers and the motors were dead but it was fun and that was my first but that was because i knew how to skate already and i snowboard so it was like an easy like out of all the pvs that i looked at i didn't want a scooter i wanted Mm -hmm. something a bit more interesting and e-skates were like really cool with boosted at the time getting Mm -hmm. really popular and you know, so it was just like, okay, I want to e skate,
1: and then you went in on the budget side too. And so it was you budget, buy. yeah. I was like five hundred bucks. You were, you were not planning on spending a lot of money exactly. was the idea. Exactly.
0: So okay. spend a little money, decent range, get into the space, and then from there it just kind of snowballed. Right, I had all the different PEVs, um, except for an e scooter, uh-huh. so far.
1: Yeah. So I think that's why some people were saying that PV lane isn't about PVs. It's more about EUCs. And I think it's great that we do an episode like this because we get some perspective because I think both of us aren't as familiar with e-scooters yes. than, you know, any other PV. We've done a couple great episodes about one wheels. We talk about EUCs all the time. We've delved into e-skates. Probably not enough, to be honest. I'd like to do a lot more, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's the e-scooters that I think it's great we do an episode like this so we can educate ourselves, even talk about it, and then mainly the comments back will yeah. give us some great reactions and, and you know, <laughs> so maybe some education. That's that's the main thing, too. We want to
0: yeah. learn. And I do, personally, I love e-scooters, and, like, I think we talked about it on one or two episodes ago. Uh, is it called Weped? Okay. Right, yep. those crazy fast scooters yes. from Australia, I believe. Are they? I believe they're from Australia. Okay. Um, and I saw some videos of those. Jimmy Chang did one and some oh, other YouTubers. That's probably where I saw them yeah, or something. Yeah. They, they looked at them and did some impressions and riding them and they just look amazing. They look really cool and they're super fast. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of scooter I can get behind. <laughs> yeah. And if I were to get an e-scooter, I would probably get something like that just so I could have like a, a Speed Demon pv that i can hop on the road and never go in a bike lane ever again yeah because i feel like going slow on that thing is almost impossible because i've tried some guys big dueltrons uh in group rides and stuff and the throttles are they just have so much torque you got to put it in like the lowest mode and then they're not yeah. as fun but if you're in the high mode like you don't want to go slow on those e-scooters they're not nine bots
1: yeah and i don't know maybe that's just not for me because it's it's not as refined as other mm-hmm. throttle systems. Yeah. Yeah. But I find that a lot. They're really very, choppy, right? Very choppy. Yeah. The controls, they can shake. They're on a control surface that's elevated like that, right? Like, yes. And I'm not used to having control You could hit a, a bump and accidentally sur- throttle more. Yeah. And I'm not used yeah. to having a control surface mm. like that. That could make me thrust forward. Yeah. So, you know, maybe it's not for me in that, in that aspect. But I do um, find
0: it interesting too, that e-scooters still have like a varying type of throttle, um, like, like, you have thumb, index, yeah. and I think even some have twist, but probably not very many because that would be incredibly dangerous on an e-scooter. It'd be hard, because yeah. of there's very little stability in those yeah. handlebars.
1: Maybe suspension models do. Yeah, some yeah. Some bigger ones, for sure. And let us know in the comment section down below. Yeah. But um, yeah, and I think the main thing is what I was getting to was if I were to get an e-scooter, it would be one of those budget ones because like oh, cool. I wouldn't really want to go fast because I'm not familiar with that. It would yep. be something where I would like... Maybe me and somebody who never rides, Uh, you know, so I've gotten an offer very, you
0: could give it to them and
1: yeah. And like, we could both go out on e-scooters and not have to worry about, you know, going crazy or anything mm -hmm. like that. Just trying to get somewhere. Um, but I've had an offer recently for some at like literally a wholesale price and I'm like, do I even get one? Like I really, I kind of want one, but like, do I
0: really need one? I mean, you can add it to your Tinder profile, right? Like has e-scooter for you to ride.
1: I'd rather say it has a new second <laughs> new unicycle on the way and you should learn what unicycles are. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, so I think that's a pretty great episode generally and one where we hopefully learn something ourselves. You yeah. know, we're not always trying to teach the people. Maybe this is a chance for the people to teach us.
0: And I think, it's it's cool that we kind of learned about e scooters a bit more and the the gateway.
1: Yeah, and that's why we kind of created PV Lane too. So we're excited about that. Are you ready to wrap it up? Yes, sir. All right. So don't forget KDL or KDL Kinetic DL Performance One. Uh, the shoes are now live, and uh, you can go buy them. So
0: thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see you guys next week on PV Lane. Peace. Peace.